Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. My name is Andy Bowersox, and I am going to be your guest host today. Robbie is taking the day off, and um, so you're stuck with me here. Uh, listen, we got uh, we got a great show coming up today, and I actually um, I live here in Winston Salem, but last night spent the night down around Charlotte's, and as I was driving up, I was coming across Lake Norman. The sun was beautiful; it was reflecting off the lake, and it just put me in a spirit of praise today. And uh, I was thinking about that, and then, and then when I got here, I have an online devotional, and the verse, the verse today came from Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, and it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And uh, it's just a, a touching moment today. So um, I want to encourage you this morning, this Whatever it is you're doing, praise the Lord today. Praise the Lord for uh, for the days given you, for the for the opportunities you have to reflect to others. Anyway, that's uh, that's my brief devotional. Listen, uh, we've got uh, we've got a couple cool things going. On. We've got Bill Nixon in the studio again today. He is our nationwide insurance specialist. We have Michael McDowell. Michael is a NASCAR Sprint Cup driver. He's going to be joining us in just a few minutes. And, um, and then we're going to talk about the, the theme of today's show is going to be centered around rescuing and how has God used either your car or an element of transportation to be involved in rescue? What does that mean? Has, is, it, is it in a situation where you've been able to rescue a life? Maybe you're a, an EMT, a policeman, a fireman. Maybe, there's, uh, maybe you're a pastor or a parent and there was an element of transportation involved in a, in a rescue Maybe it's um, maybe it's a, a rescuing in relationships. You know, our, our our cars are great for providing quality time when we can talk to people. We have uh, yesterday. I, I spent the day driving to Atlanta with my 11 year old son, and uh, we had that father and son talk, and it was it was it was. Uh, it's a little bit embarrassing, but it was good timing. And, and uh, you know, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. If you have preteens, you got you got to have that time. And, and the car provided a great place for me to do that. So if there's if that if that shows up or if you're thinking about a way that, that just a car ride was rescuing. Um, what was the other one I had here? Just uh, finances. Maybe maybe your car has in has been a, a way to reduce or rescue your finances. Maybe you went to a smaller, less expensive car. Whatever, whatever the uh, whatever comes to your mind, I want you to call in today and tell us what part of transportation has been has been involved in a rescue. The number to call in today is 866-348-7884. Again, it's 866-348-7884. And um, and right now we're gonna we're gonna talk with Michael McDowell. So if you have questions, you wanted to talk to a to a NASCAR Sprint Cup driver, he's gonna be with us. But uh, remember, 866-348-7884, and uh, let's check in with Michael McDowell. Michael, are you on the air there? I am. How's it going? Hey, good morning. It's great to have you with us today. Listen, uh, Michael, can, um, hang on. I'm going to make sure I'm getting the right button here. I'm, I'm new to this, Michael, so bear with me. 
Okay, listen, uh, tell us a little bit about where what your background is. You're, you're in the Sprint Cup Series. You've had an off-season. What kind of things have you been working on? Yeah, that's exactly right. We, um, you know, we finish our season up in Homestead um, in the middle of November, and it gives us a couple months to, uh, you know, to hang out at home and with the family and um, celebrate the holidays and Christmas and Thanksgiving together. So, um, you know, it's been a good time just staying at home. I've uh, recently moved, stayed in the Charlotte area, but had a move in there. So that was uh, made for a lot of uh, packing and unpacking, but, um, you know, we're ready to get our season fired up and um, excited to uh, to head to Daytona next week for the Daytona 500. And um, it's always nice going into the season with, um, you know, just a fresh start and a new outlook and a kind of a clean slate. So it's uh, always fun to start the year off. Well, you, for those of you that don't know Michael's background, Michael and I have been friends for a few years. And Michael is a is a Christian race car driver that looks for opportunities to use his platform to advance the gospel. And he's been able to, um, over the last couple of years, attract some some relationships and partnerships that really help to do that. And one of the reasons that, that I called and asked Michael if he'd share with us today is I noticed there is a new sponsor on your car this weekend called Thrivent. And I have no idea what that is, but I wanted you to share it with us because I believe that they're, they're a kingdom-minded company. And I just wanted to, again, check in with you and allow you to share a little bit about what that means to you. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, you, you you really hit the uh, the nail on the head with when you said you don't know what Thriving is, and that's exactly why Thriving is um, getting into the sport of NASCAR is because um, for a very long time Thriving um, has been a Lutheran centered uh, financial institute that um, that helps Lutherans um, be wise with money so that they can live generously. And over the last few years, um, Thrivent has restructured their um, branding and marketing, and um, they've opened it up to um, to Christians, um, all Christians of Christian denominational, Bible-believing, gospel-believing um, Christians. And so Thrivent is a Fortune 500 company that is a nonprofit financial um, institute that helps with uh, wow. life insurance, <laughs> retirement, all those uh, all those things that um, you know we sometimes don't think about until um, too late in life. Um, but they're a great company that um, has got behind our, our program. Um, but more importantly is, is, like you said, that uh, you know I feel like God's allowed me to be in NASCAR to um, to have a platform to share my faith, my testimony, but you know share His good news through the gospel of, of Jesus, and um, to have like-minded, kingdom-minded um, partners that uh, not only see the value in the sport of NASCAR and what it can do to attract uh, potential members to their organization, but also uh, advance the gospel in doing so. And that's really, um, you know, Thrivent's core values is Thrivent's core values is um, to help Christians be wise with money so that they can live generously in their communities, in their churches and worldwide. Um, and just having that financial freedom um, so that you can be more active in your community and your church um, and so it's a really neat organization that is um, not only allowing me to continue to share the gospel, but in enhancing my ability to do so. Um, and on the other side, they're helping me get my finances in order as well, because, um, you know, they're they're great at what they do and um, help us to be good stewards of what God has given us. And, um, you know, they are very particular that it's not ours, that, um, that God allows us to have these resources in order to be good stewards of them. And 
um, being a nonprofit financial institute is something that is unique and it's um, something that is, um, you know, not a lot of folks know about. And that's my job is to help make Thrive It um, known in Christian households and in churches and um, sort of across the, the communities to let people know that there's a nonprofit um, gospel-centered financial um, institute that's helping helping Christians to be wise with money. So it's really exciting for me. Um, and also to have, you know, K-Love again, uh, K-Love Radio, um, a part of my program and continue to be a part of that. Um, you know, they have over 17 million uh, listeners. And so that, that just allows me to have an even bigger platform and, and to be a part of something uh, that is truly reaching a lot of people for um, the gospel. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I, I think it's a, it's been amazing for me to sit back and watch, you know, where your heart has grown, where your where your testimony has grown and be able to partner with these different institutions. So um, I want to I want to invite Bill into this conversation. And uh, Michael, if you can hang with us here, I, I also want to remind people we're, we're on the phone with Michael McDowell, NASCAR Sprint Cup driver. And uh, if you have questions, if you've never had a chance to talk directly to a, to a driver, call us here at 866-348-7884, 866-348-7884. But Michael mentioned something, Bill, that you and I were talking about before the broadcast and making financial plans, and you're you're our guy. You're our specialist when it comes to insurance. What is it we were we were you know refresh our conversation about um, what happens when you're underinsured and you maybe don't make those same financial plans? We've got to understand that part of our responsibility as good stewards of God's resources is to protect our financial resources, and insurance is there to do that. Uh, we were talking earlier about what happens if you're in a bad accident. And if you're in an accident, all your future paychecks, your all that you've earned, your house, your savings are all at risk because if you're taken to court after your car's injured somebody severely, the judge can impose upon you a settlement that is considerably more than what you've got access to. Um, if you run over somebody, it doesn't matter whether or not you did it on purpose because if you did it on purpose that's not an accident the accident we're coming up on a break here when we get to the other side we'll talk about that a little bit more we'll come back to that and michael hang with us we'll come back to you in just a minute back to the Christian Car Guy radio program. My name is Andy Bowersox. I'm your guest host here today. Robbie is taking the day off. And we are, we're, it's kind of funny to me, we're talking to Michael McDowell, a NASCAR Sprint Cup driver, and Bill Nixon is in the studio here as an insurance guy. And I'm just 
thinking about the absolute dichotomy between there's no way that Bill Nixon would ever insure these race cars that go around the track. And we, well, and we, we sponsored NASCAR. Well, that's 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 true for a long time. But anyway, uh, Michael, you were telling us about just the relationship you have with some of these Christian organizations, and in particular, your thriving organization. Um, and I want to ask you a few more questions about that. But in the you know, as you're getting ready for Daytona, it's coming up in just another week or so. What have you been doing in the off season? Were you were you able to get involved with any particular thing that you're passionate about or spend some time with your family give us an insight into your personal life and what it looks like while you're not on the track yeah i, I definitely got an opportunity to spend a tremendous amount of time with my three kids and my wife um we are so used to being on the road and, and going back and forth um to the racetrack and, and we we can you know we travel together and uh, we take the motor home to the races so being here at home and uh, just hanging out being with my family and um I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Though. We're ready to get back on the road. We're getting a little fur crazy, so um, we enjoy we enjoy the off off time. But at the same time, we're we're used to our routine, and and we like going back and forth. So, well, let's let's go back to this new organization, Thrive, and I'm, I'm fascinated with this, and and I understand that it's it's a financial and a, a planning organization that helps you with the future. But how would I, you know, how would I even engage with these people and? How would I find out more, more in particular about what their values are and how that would line up with me as as an as an investor? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thrivent's been around for over a hundred years, and um, you can go to Thrivent dot com, and um, it really breaks down their mission and uh, what they're all about, and also the services that are available to members. And um, it's a member based service, and you know the um, the the amount that's available for the members. I mean, I couldn't even tell you. There's just so much, you know, whether it's um, you know, retirement planning, you know, whether it's your insurances and your disabilities, uh, from mortgages to um, refinances to um, you know starting up a, a nonprofit business and and needing um, a loan to do so. So, um, Thrivent does uh, a variety of of things in the financial world, and um, they're a large scale company. Like I said, they're a Fortune 500 nonprofit, and um, they've been around for a very long time. And um, a lot of us that are um, Sort of hearing about thriving for the first time is really because most of their marketing has been done in church and in particular in the Lutheran church. And so now that they've opened it up to um, all denominations of, of, of Christians, um, that's really where I feel like I play a key role because, um, you know, with my background, you know, my story of coming to faith and not growing up in the church and not having religion really a part of my life, um, I've really just been um, engaged in in non-denominational churches, and so um, for me to to bring awareness to to the Christian community that maybe hasn't heard of Thrivent um, is a lot of a lot of fun and exciting. And um, what's cool is it allows me to uh, authentically live out my faith, and um, I'm not having to um, adjust what I believe or what I say or what I think, but just live out my faith and and have an organization that supports that. Yeah, well, again, I, it's just been such a privilege for me and, and many others to watch, you know, as as the Lord has blossomed and, and really, I think, blessed your efforts for being bold, for living out your faith there, and albeit in a, in a race car that goes 200 miles an hour. So I want to uh, I want to ask you a kind of a broad question here, but, you know, the, the main theme as we get into the body of this show is really about using or, or at least recognizing God in the in the midst of 
all of our transportation, you know, we're people that are on the go. We're, we're constantly going from one place to another. You're, you're the, uh, the top of the scales for that as you bounce around from one track to another and then, and then drive as you get there. But, uh, give it, give us some, some example or story of what part of transportation have you, have you had a personal experience where God has either rescued you from or allowed you to be a part of? Is there, is there anything in particular that comes to mind? Yeah, when when you mentioned that earlier in the show, I just, you know, had a little time to sort of think about that. And I would say the biggest impact for me um, with with transportation and driving in particular is, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of times after the race, you know, the race gets over at 5 o'clock and, you know, we've done 500 miles. I'll load the family up in the motorhome and start driving home and you got a lot of general in and, you know, you, you're, you think you'd be tired, but you're really not. And, um, you know, family goes to sleep and I just have a lot of windshield time. And, um, you know, it's, for me, it's a great opportunity of reflection and just, um, and almost just being, being still. And, um, you know, I, I've had a lot of, um, of great conversations with God on that road. And I think for my, my, my busy lifestyle and, uh, always on the go. It's the one one time where I have to literally sit there for four, five, six, seven, eight hours, and it just gives me a, a a good amount of time to just be still and listen. And I would say a lot of um, a lot of sort of my direction comes from that time of just being still and listening, because um, for the most part, you know, you're sort of busy, busy, rush, rush. And so um, I've had a lot of you know moments where I felt like God really laid somebody or something on my heart to pursue and to do and, um, and seen a lot of, um, great things happen from that, whether it's a conversation you weren't thinking about having with somebody or sharing your faith with somebody or, um, you know, just coming to the realization that, um, you know, somebody might be in a struggle at that time and just, you know, picking up the phone and giving them a call. So I feel, um, those times for me are really good. And, um, it also gives me a time to, to catch up on my, my podcasts and things like that. Cause when you're on the road for hours at a time, you know, I feel like, uh, I like to fill myself up with, um, things that are going to, you know, equip me and help me to you know, live out my faith. And, um, we're going to have a lot of distractions once we get to the racetrack. So, yeah. Well, listen, I mean, that's exactly the kind of thing we're, we're thinking of and, and trying to get some calls on. So 866-348-7884. Keep up with Michael McDowell this year and the Thriving Financial Car. And, and you can follow Michael on Twitter and social media as well. So, Michael, thanks for being here. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy program. My name is Andy Bowersox. I am filling in for Robbie today as he's got the day off. And uh, right before the break, we were talking with NASCAR driver Michael McDowell. And um, he's just helping us with our with our theme this week. What we're, what we're looking for is stories of people that have been involved in some element of a rescue operation where God has shown up and um, 
maybe it's in rescuing in relationships. You've had good quality time in the car. Maybe it's maybe it's rescuing your your um, just some time with some quiet time with with Jesus. And uh, Michael was sharing that as he as he drives back from the racetracks, he often spends time with the Lord, just looking out the windshield at the highway, and uh, and that's a good point of connection with him. But uh, but maybe it's also maybe maybe you're a, a an emergency worker and and there's specific times that you can just you sensed God using that element of transportation and your ability to uh, to rescue a life or or rescue a um, you know there there's any number of elements. I just I'm going to hear from some of you guys if you can call us at eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four and just share. What part of um, of an element of transportation or a, a vehicle that that's helped you uh, recognize a, a, a rescue situation that God was involved with or, or led you through? So, uh, Bill, I want to come back to you. And uh, right before Michael hung up, he says, "Make sure to tell Bill that Nationwide Insurance is who I use for all my vehicles, for the for the motorhome and everything." So, before um, before we finished up with him, you were you were just sharing some information about uh, what happens in these accidents when maybe you're not prepared. So let's let's go back and pick up that conversation again. You do not have to do anything wrong in your car to be financially responsible for the damage your car was involved in. As the owner of the car, you do not even have to be the driver of the car at the time of the accident to be responsible for the damage that was caused. If you're responsible, the amount of money you owe can climb very fast. One morning, you can be in debt to very few. And after one accident that you're responsible for, you can be responsible for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Ambulance emergency room, surgery, hospital stay, and attorney's fees can climb to a mountain of debt very quickly. If you do not have enough auto liability insurance, you still will owe that money. Um, Where will you find the money to pay all those bills? The courts can take all your savings. They can even attach up to 50% of yours and your spouse's future paychecks. We've seen a trend in people going online and using 1-800 numbers to buy their insurance. The amount of insurance people carry has decreased, but the amount that has to be paid out in a bad automobile accident has gone through the roof. It costs very little to increase the amount of bodily injury liability you have. And then there's something called a personal umbrella policy. And, you know, maybe 10%, 20% of my clients have one. More of them need to. But an umbrella policy can be as little as $20 a month, and it can provide an extra million dollars worth of coverage on top of the 300000 that most of my clients carry on their policy. The biggest reason you want one is I call them golden handcuffs. There was a gentleman that I know that was driving in front of Baptist Hospital. Child stepped out from behind a parked car, had no idea what he ran over till he got out and looked. His insurance company went to court, and they wrote a $100,000 check and handed it to the judge and said, thank you very much, and left the room. About 10 or 12 times a year, I get a client that gets a letter that says, you've been sued for more than you have the insurance on your policy. We have to recommend that you hire your own attorney because the moment that we pay the total amount of insurance that you bought, as soon as we write that $100,000 check, we don't have to give you an attorney any longer. So when we think that the risk 
is too large, whether you were doing anything wrong or not, but as soon as we're really sure we're going to have to write a check for the settlement, then we don't have to provide you attorneys anymore. Well, this gentleman had to go to a major law firm and say, look, my insurance company's paid everything that I bought, and I need some attorneys. And they said, well, we'd love to represent you. It would make our day. But if we lose, you're not going to have any money to pay us. So you're going to have to pay us up front. Well, if you ever bought a bank loan, one of the questions on that bank loan is, are you in suit now? You can't get a loan if you're in a suit like that. He ended up having to borrow all the money he could borrow from all his friends and family to hire the attorneys. And at the end of the trial... The judge says, well, you owe another $200,000. So he's out the attorney's fee, and now the judge is saying, we needed another 200000 He says, well, I don't have it. He says, well, I'll tell you what, you sign these papers, and we'll take half your wages and half your wife's wages until it's paid off. He says, I don't want to sign that. Just said, I wouldn't want to sign it either, but I'm going to hold you in contempt of court in the jail until you're ready to sign that paper. So you're over a barrel. An umbrella policy for somebody that owns a nice home and a couple cars and has a little money in the bank and expects to make some money between now and the time they retire has a great deal at financial risk, and it won't take that opposing attorney any time at all online to figure out whether you're a person of means or not. Let me ask you a question, Bill. You, you made a comment just a minute ago, and I think this is valuable information for, you know, most of us like myself, we sign these policies and we don't even exactly know what we're, uh, what we're signing. You know, we see all these notes in the bottom, we take our attorney's word for it, but you commented just a minute ago, the insurance, you know, you don't even have to be driving the car for your insurance to come into play. What does that actually mean? Well, in, in most states, you've got insurance that the owner buys on the vehicle, and if that vehicle is involved in an accident, you don't sue the driver, you sue the owner of the vehicle. The way the law is set up. Now, you can sue the owner of the vehicle, and you can sue the driver, and you can, in some cases, if my secretary's out driving during the day as she runs over somebody, you can sue me too. But the first person in line, the most responsible party, is the owner of the vehicle. And they're the ones who's financially at risk the most out of the three we just talked about. Well, again, I think it's, uh, it takes a lot of research, it takes a lot of time, and it, and it takes a good agent to be able to explain these things to you because it's, it's, a tricky road to, it's a tricky road to travel to understand all that. So what else have you got in your bag of tricks? Have you well, got, I'll you tell got... you, we were talking about a rescue, and I was thinking that uh, a little over a month ago, my daughter called me up on the coldest night we've had so far this year. She'd gone to Florida on a short vacation, and the uh, president of the Homeowners Association called her at 10 o'clock and said, Hannah, there's a river flowing out of your home. And she didn't know what to do. The person that normally she would call to help her was out of town, too. So me sitting in Winston-Salem and her home sitting in Chapel Hill, I had to jump in my car at 11 o'clock at night and uh, make it to Chapel Hill without speeding much. 
and get hold of a locksmith at one o'clock in the morning and get into her house. I had to use my umbrella, <laughs> my umbrella to get to where the main shutoff was. And the ceilings were gone and the walls were wet. <laughs> now, thank goodness, at um, three o'clock in the morning, I called Nationwide. And at eight o'clock the next morning, I had a crew in there already taking up carpet and pulling the, the ceiling and getting the junk out. But if it had not been for my car, the damage would have been a whole lot worse because six hours worth of a pipe burst flooding the house was a whole lot better than four days worth. That's that's a perfect example right there. So in other words, that was a rescue operation to go rescue your daughter in her home and you needed your car to get there. We'll we'll take it. That's a a good start. Let's see. uh, We've got a caller on the line here. Let's see what it looks like. Well, let's just see who this person is and what they have to say. So caller, are you with us? Yes. Hey, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I see lots of question marks. So I don't know if I should ask your name or not. I'm not. I'm not going to. But uh, what you got a rescue story you want to share with us? Um, I do. I believe so. Well, let's hear it. Well, I've been a, a local fireman for years, and um, uh, you're talking about the use of the vehicle and how that uh, is operating when it comes to our story with Jesus, and um, doing this for several years. I use that tool uh, when I jump on the back of the truck to get that when that 911 call comes in uh, to uh, to use that as oh. a time frame to set myself up. Um, I tell you what, Mr. Fireman, hang on just a second. We're going to come right back to you after the break. Welcome back to the Christian Car Guy radio program. I am Andy Bowersox. I'm filling in for Robbie today as your guest host. And our topic today, uh, among a few other things, is is we're talking about rescuing and how God has used either your car or your truck or, I don't know, maybe a helicopter or a boat even, but some some element of transportation to be involved in a rescue operation. It can be a physical rescue. It could be an emotional rescue um, I used the, the example earlier yesterday. I spent about four hours in the car with my son and uh, just enjoying some windshield time and, and connecting with him and having one of those kind of a rite of passage conversations with the, with the father and son. So it, it was good time. But uh, right now we're actually talking with a secret fireman on the telephone and he is getting ready to share a, a rescue story with us. So, Mr. Fireman, are you still with us? I am. Well, let, let's hear it, dude. What, what, what have you got for us today? Well, you're, you're on the, you poked a little passion in me when you talked about the rescue of a vehicle and uh, the 
the vehicle that I drive sometimes and ride in uh, often is a fire truck, and which is a rescue vehicle. And the nature of how I use that most days is by having windshield time and way of driving, or if I'm riding backwards in the back, it's a time of prepping myself to uh, the lights and sirens are going. Uh, we're going to something that uh, somebody's called 911 over. Uh, it could be a hairy situation, car wreck, fire, medical call, what have you. Uh, but I'll use that time if it's just a few minutes away to prep my heart for what God's getting ready to let me enter into. Uh, they call 911 for a reason, and uh, most of the time folks are in need of hope at that point in time. So I use my vehicle uh, several times a week to uh, to give hope uh, through that preparation time in the vehicle that what to give hope to the folks when we drive on the scene. And so when, when you guys are in route, you know, I, I, I don't think firemen ever get enough credit. You know, our firemen, our police officers, all of our first responders, I, th- I think you brought up a good point there. There's a, there's a God-given passion that makes you guys go out and run to these elements where, where really most of us would avoid. But what, what is the prep? I mean, I'd like to hear a little more about the prep time and what that's like. You're getting ready to enter a scene of chaos. You know, you as a Christian, what, what is it like to just prepare and, uh, and be ready for, uh, I guess, an unexpected situation, right? Uh, sure. Uh, I think it's for me over the course of the last 10 years, God has prepped my heart um, to be um, just not that one, to be less about pride being the one being called, but to use the opportunity that uh, people are in need and not everyone will be able to have the opportunity to minister to these folks, uh, to go into these homes where there's desolate situations and car wrecks where people are, dying and, you know, times of the essence. Um, you know, I've always wanted to be that guy that um, was was on the front lines to help um, uh, folks, um, and that took a lot of preparation over the last years. And, you know, even when we get to the station in the mornings, uh, the very first thing we're doing is hooking up with our, our team, um, getting the assignments, and checking that vehicle off. That vehicle is um, one of the most important things of the day is to make sure all your equipment's there, that you're ready to go, everything's in check. So when that call does come in, they will. Uh, sometimes they come more often than others, but they do come. People are always in need of hope and help. Well, listen, thanks thanks for calling in. Thanks for giving us that perspective. And uh, and you guys that are listening, why don't you go out of your way today to thank a fireman, thank thank a, uh, a public safety officer. As you're out and about, you see them at Starbucks or Panera, wherever, wherever you're going out for lunch today, thank these guys and, and let them know that you're praying for them because we need them. So, Mr. Fireman, thanks for calling in today. You're welcome. We Bill, had, go ahead, Bill. What have you got for us to follow up with uh, that? On the 28th, we had, um, oh, about 75 people in Winston-Salem that went out from the Bethesda Center, and we tried to find all the homeless people in Forsyth County. We took care packages that had gloves and hats and blankets and food and water and resources. We had a Bible in the bag, um, and we went all throughout the county, and we found over 100 people that we're not in shelters. The other neat thing about our community is we've got a lot of overflow shelters running right now. We've got the Bethesda Centers in a brand new multi-million dollar facility for the homeless that is absolutely unbelievable. We've got the Bethesda Center, about six other centers in town, including the rescue uh, mission. But we also have uh, four churches in the county for the super cold nights taking care of the homeless in our community and trying to look after them. But our rescue mission was putting teams of three or four people in numerous cars with a clipboard, doing surveys, going out, going under bridges, going under bushes, checking out um, 
abandoned homes and doing our best to let the homeless know that they were loved, that there were ways for them to uh, to deal with their substance abuse problems and to be able to tap into the resources that are available. The neatest thing I learned was that at last count, we were down to 25 vets that we know in Forsyth County that don't have a home, and they had the facilities and uh, everything necessary for 20 of those vets to be able to have a home if they just decided that they wanted to leave the street and to um, deal with their substance abuse problems. We have made great strides in Forsyth County to end homelessness, and our community does a wonderful job. A lot of it's church-based, coming in and working with the folks uh, and trying to help them. Uh, Hats off to all those that came out and volunteered. Well, it's, it's just, I wasn't thinking about the, the homeless shelter as a rescue operation, but even what you're talking about, you know, it's, it's transportation. <laughs> when, I was, when I was thinking earlier about biblical examples of transportation, and I was thinking about, you know, today we spend windshield time having quality time, okay? And, and a lot of times that's in rescuing relationships during that time. In the old days, in biblical times, a lot of times the, that quality time was walking along the road. The transportation was walking. And how many times when we walk side by side with somebody do we have a chance to rescue relationships in there? So anyway, it's good. It was good. And um, Bill, have you got it? We got just a few. Well, we don't have much time at all left. But you've got one parting comment to share with us about insurance? Well, I'd rather talk about the homeless. Twice right. a year in our area, we go out and we do a, a homeless search through the um, United Way in the Bethesda Center. And nationwide, every year at this time in the winter, there's a nationwide count where everybody goes out. And a lot of those communities turn it into an out, outreach function. So if you've got a heart for the homeless, I encourage you to find a homeless shelter in your area that you can assist with. I've been running the kitchen in our uh, Samaritan the third Thursday of every month. Find a way as a Christian to reach out and touch people. Great. Well, listen, we're um, we're going to wrap up here. I want to leave you with one thing. I like to leave challenges whenever I get a chance with people. And, you know, thinking about the these elements of transportation, the rescue operations, then um I, I would say the challenge this week is to look for God in the midst of your everyday circumstances. As you're out and about, the Bible promises us in, in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is a promise that we can cling to. And as we're dropping our kids off at school, as we're headed to the grocery store, as we're headed to uh, out to for dinner tonight, look for God in your circumstances count on him and count on that promise you guys thanks for being at christian car guy have a great weekend ahead